0: First county live of st- uh, what year is it? 2020. <laughs> 2020, that's <laughs> it. Yeah. Merry New Year. Merry New Year. I mean, 2020. I mean, crazy. Still no hoverboards. Still no hoverboards. No meals in pills, but we have just saying how much cheese we've both eaten over Christmas. Let's just dive straight into the football because that's what we're here for. Yeah. It's been a pretty good Christmas season for uh, Stockport County.
1: Yeah, it's been a Christmas cracker if you like really. And um I promise not to use that again for at least 11 and a half months now, but um it, County have delivered, haven't they? Um over over the Christmas period, you look at double header against a team challenging for the playoffs and filed, okay. <laughs> you know, the league position is is not what everybody thought it might have been come the start of the season, but um it's never easy playing a team like filed. You look at the talent through that squad. Uh, joking aside, and um, we've taken the, the points that we have done. is It's remarkable. Uh, a really, really good win against Halifax at home on Boxing Day. And then arguably, even though by a lesser score, an even better win, uh, away in between. It's just, yeah, remarkable.
0: Seven points out of
1: nine.
0: County have been quite good. Well, <laughs> so that's a really poor way of phrasing it but the way county have been playing this season we've not really said would you take these points would you take mm. that points but nine out of three games uh, seven out of three games you'd definitely take even though when we were talking earlier you actually were a little bit down in the mouth about um yeah about new year's day about yesterday you were saying that you well, know a few more different things going right and it, it could have been an easy win
1: it's crazy that i, I couldn't help myself maybe it was Maybe it's the time of year and I've overindulged and just got used to having everything my own way, I don't know. But I was almost a bit frustrated that we hadn't beaten Halifax, given the chances that we'd had, given the, the goal-scoring opportunities that we carved out um, for ourselves. We, you know, we, th- There was flashes of the ball going across the box, bouncing in the six-yard area, everything else. Don't get me wrong, Halifax had their chances as well. They probably had uh, the best of the bunch, really, upon reflection, hitting the post in the second half, um, you know gave us a scare but um seven when you if you'd have been offered that beforehand of course you would have taken it it's put county in a much firmer position going into the new year um so happy days really um you look forward now and you think that's a that's a really strong platform to build from and for me
0: it's not just that you're taking four points uh from six against Halifax, but a team adjacent to you in the table. Yes. So you're showing that, you know, the the, the teams around you, nobody in this league, in actual fact, is
1: anybody to be scared of. Well, I can't. I, I'll, be, I'll be honest, and and I'll say this to Jim, uh, a little bit later on. I, I still, I'm still pinching myself at where we are in the league. Do I think we're going to go up this season? No, I don't. And last season, I would have. Of course I would have said we were going up last year. I was so confident it was gonna happen last year. This year I d I don't think we can, but sorry, I don't think we will, but I think we can. I think we've got we've shown that this ability throughout the team. You look at the teams above County, okay, Harrogate just about got a result against us. But around them, Yeovil, Barrow, County have shown to be better than them this season. So do I think we'll go up? No, do do I think the squad has improved massively and is continuing to do so? Yes, do I think we could possibly take a, a step forward again this year? I do, and and I think it's because we're beating those teams like Halifax, like um you know like Filed, who have proven to have the pedigree in this division throughout the season, and teams like Barrow, who are sitting up at the top of the division. So, um. I'm, i don't know I'm, I'm cautiously saying we can do it but i still don't think we will if that makes sense i'm i'm happy to be proven wrong i would
0: completely completely agree and i don't think it's any bad thing as as you said the thing is about taking a step forward finishing in the top 10 in this league after coming up is a step forward you know when you think about the squad the strength of the squad what you're learning about those teams around you and how this league because every league you know there's a little bit little bit of difference. There's obviously bound to be more quality. County are coping with that, so I think you know getting in the top ten is is a step forward. But as you say, there's there's even there is possibly even more on offer. There's possibly playoffs to think about. I
1: think I, I think it would be unreasonable to say County can win this league this year. Uh, you, you know, we went on a bit of a, a, a poor run of form um, a couple of months back. Games like the Halifax one are the games you need to turn into wins. If you're going to win the league, Um, so there's there's probably too much of a tall mountain to climb there. But absolutely right with regards to playoffs, Uh, and and as you know, that horrible old cliche goes that the the playoffs are a lottery. You know, uh, last season and the season before in the north, the the favourite won it. If you like, it was Chorley last season, Harrogate the year before, and they they were the highest ranked team. But how many times in years gone by have we seen it where you know? That Leeds United didn't win it last year in in the championship. Um, it just happened. West Brom, all these other teams over the years who finished fifth and sixth, have taken a uh, have taken the step. So it, it just means we're in for an absolute feast of football. And 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 I say that. I know it's the same number of games, but I say that excited that it could play out any way. There is so many permutations to come it's it's just a fascinating six months ahead of us
0: well you ought to see Jim now so uh, let's put the interview here
1: Jim very good evening to you happy new year it should be said first and foremost welcome to the, the podcast the first of 2020 the first of the decade uh, and what a Christmas period to pick over uh, two wins and a draw just talk us through how you're feeling about results
2: yeah, um, at the end of the year, we were we just wanted the lads to finish off this what was an incredible two thousand nineteen in in style, and they certainly did with Halifax and the final game. I mean, we couldn't have been more pleased for them, um, and for all the fans that came to watch both games. I mean, bumper crowds at both places, and um, fantastic. Um, the lads just showed the the, the quality against Halifax, the, the attacking prowess, and and then their character and resilience against um, Fire was brilliant. Uh, maybe that took a bit out of us and we were looked a little bit maybe jaded at Halifax. But Halifax were determined to make sure that we didn't score and that they kept their foothold in the game. But I think if we'd taken seven points from the nine, uh, we'd have certainly taken a chance to be top five. Um, and now we just look at the new year with a lot of optimism because we've got 45 uh, points in the bank. Uh, we're in a really good position if we can maintain our strength and... Uh, we can look beyond consolidation and uh, and really look work hard to see if we can be one of the teams that's in around the round of playoffs come the end of the season.
1: Now, this might seem like a, a fairly odd question, and I accept that. But which, which kind of victory do you prefer? Look at the Halifax at home, where we've we've absolutely romped to a, a really positive victory, or filed away where. There was some testing times, County had to really dig deep towards the end, Danny Rowe coming close, but we've come away both games with three points, both games terrific wins, both really enjoyable, but is the one you prefer or, or, or do you just, are you just happy to take three points?
2: I, I think certainly the, um, the home game, uh, 5,500 fans, I know it's a special day for football, and then when you see some fantastic finishes and lots of goals and you're in a position where you can really enjoy the whole atmosphere of the game and enjoy the football but there was some cracking football in that game from both teams um, even their goals are really good goal um, I think Files is a slightly different game it's like it's, it's more incident packed and action packed and you know um, and, but the character we showed in that to back up that home win to, to, to come from behind uh, away from home at a team that were in the playoffs last year just shows you how far we've come in this this year um, so but yeah the home one I'm really pleased for the five and a half fans that came to, to enjoy such a an entertaining exciting game and to go away for the Christmas period in in great spirits but for those fans that went to foul they, they'll probably feel that away games are special um, the atmosphere the the bouncing up and down and then seeing the goals in and, and just being able to go mad um, especially the drama of the occasion and being 1-0 down you know the, the emotional rollercoaster going in games like that is tremendous and then the nail-biting, nail-biting finish finishes, always different types of memories, but still as exciting and exhilarating for everybody.
1: Now, you mentioned a moment ago, it's, it is the start of 2020. It's a big year, calendar-wise, County currently sitting in the playoffs. Do you have targets for the calendar year? Do you want to, I assume, get County over the line into the playoffs this season? But how do you manage that? Do you, do you have targets for the next three games, five games? How does it look? Well,
2: see, that's interesting. See, you, you know, you suggest that we have a target to get in the playoffs. I mean, at the start of the season, you don't have that. You you kind of... You you, you don't really know the league. You don't really know where you are in a pecking order. You kind of... The more you're in it, the more you realise how much people pay, what the the annual budget for some clubs, and, and they've been doing that for a couple of years, and how long they've been full-time. And, and then you're kind of surprised about how strong the league is. And then that tempers your own expectations from your players. Um, And you have to be moderate in your expectations when you look at your structure, your budget and your first time in the league. Um, So we were optimistic and confident of being competitive and bringing someone to the league, not just as a team, but also as a club, uh, really adding to the National League. And I think we've certainly done that, uh, whether it be the TV games or the crowds we've had or the football we've played. And where we are in the league certainly has added to the division. Uh, Really pleased with that. I think at the start of the season you look at um some basic targets, uh, like consolidating, uh, staying up, consolidating, and maybe just having a foothold hold and looking about how what's how are you gonna build over the next six, 12 months and um and I think that we've now that we're halfway through the calendar side of it, rather than we've got more than more than half the games played, um, we're at a stage now we can perhaps change our perspective a little bit. Change our, um, you know, our ambitions, our targets. I don't like to set any points targets because sometimes you, you aim for them and you get caught up on them. I think you just got to take each game and get as high as you can. Um, you know, at the moment we would just take one game at a time. Um, if, but if we can keep the squad strong, keep playing our football, and uh, hopefully remain injury free and have no major issues with fixture pile-ups from the FA Trophy or anything like that and just take one game every Saturday, then there's no reason why we can't keep uh, performing well and getting results. And therefore, we could, we're could. we in as good of a position as any team that's um, fighting for the playoffs, uh, especially those those top 12 teams. But it's going to be highly competitive. And I think it's all about who, who stays strong, who stays consistent, maybe who strengthens when they need to. Um, so I, I think our targets... Uh, tempered a little bit by our budget but obviously if there's a a little bit of support from the current board or any other investors at the club then obviously we can perhaps be start changing the target or be more confident that certain extra targets can be hit but all I've ever done at this club is each year try to improve us try to make us better try to make us not only a team that's moving in the right direction but also sustainable and create a profit and I think we've done that over the last three and a half years and we want to keep doing that. and At the end of the season, I want us to be a very healthy, successful side in this division. Um, but like all fans of this club, I want us to finish high as possible. And um, how exciting and exhilarating will it be if we're anywhere near the playoffs at the end of the season and then hope with 10 games to go? we We know that we're in for a fantastic spring.
1: You mentioned passing the halfway mark of the season, and, and okay, games played, but we passed it a little while ago. But it always feels fitting after the new year, you're going into the, the second half. You stuck with the, the core group of players that that won promotion last season, won won the league title last season. What do you think they've learned from this first half of the season in in the national in the in the higher division?
2: Um, I think quite early on we realised that the um, it's faster, it's more intense you need to stay, stay switched on I think we've got a lot of physical and technical um, characteristics about our players, what we needed to do though was to make sure that we were just mentally, concentration I mean, when I look at the top sides, uh, whether that be Man City or Liverpool, you know, their the, the tempo in which they play the game, the tempo and the transitions it's so, so fast um, the decision making, the execution of quality at, at high pace and the reaction to everything and I think that that's what we learned quite quickly for the first three or four games and I said to the guys you know what it's all about now after the first five games uh, you need to get your game up and um, at the end of the season you'll all be better players because this sort of experience of playing in these type of games regularly is only going to make you uh, a player that can play, play with quality at a higher tempo and I think that we've seen a lot of our players grow into that and they're all better players, um, I think they've learned uh, how tough the league is. I think they've all adapted brilliantly, I think, to the the travel, the extra physical demands. Um, I mean, you mentioned it before that we're kind of... If you look back at the, um, the start that we had, you know, like eight or ten games in like sort of six weeks and then you had these intense periods like at Christmas. Uh, I mean, this has been a ridiculous schedule of four games in sort of like 11 days. Uh, and yet, the other, the rest of the season seems a little bit sedate. Every Saturday, apart from a um, Easter Friday and Monday, um, you know, give or take whatever happens in the FA Trophy. So, um, but I think we've learned an awful lot um, as a management team, as a club, uh, and as players about what it takes to be successful at this level. And um, it's a massive year for experience building that will hopefully will stand us in good stead for the for the coming seasons.
1: We'll speak about Boroughwood in in just a moment. Um, the news this week is two players renewing loans uh, out of the club alex Current and connor de maio just what's the thought process behind behind those guys at the moment
2: well alex is doing great at fc united and they, they love him there um, and they want him to continue playing there um, went to filed and we had um 18 players which included connor um, and you know there's a couple of younger pros floating around as well, but um, those 18 players form that squad. We're, we're looking to try and get Connor up to speed because he's had a couple of weeks out now with this injury, which we pulled him back to to, to conservatively manage. Um, but he wants to be playing football. He needs to be playing, say, 60 minutes, uh, you know, a couple of times a week now. And um, you know, we balanced off um, the requests from Curzon with what our own strategy is for Connor over the next uh, month and it seemed a perfect fit for Connor to go out and play. He'd love to play for them. He wants to go out and get the 60 minutes with them. He wants to build up. He wants to be successful with them over the course of the month. And then when our squad settles down, perhaps where there's a few holes open up, he'll come back and be fully fit. And the same with Alex. Alex is obviously on a 24-hour recall, so he would be one that we could pull back straight away. And then Connor, perhaps after the FA Trophy, uh, would be available to us. So... Um, we were quietly confident that the players that we have on loan, some of them will stay beyond the current loan, and there's other players become unavailable to us that we'll secure in other areas of the team. So we'll still have a very competitive 16, 17, 18 man squad going into this month, and uh, we're obviously looking for Alex and Connor just to keep growing as um, players get their match fitness up so that when they're needed, um, perhaps in the later part of the season, then. Um, bring them back and they'll have a fighting chance of giving a really good account of themselves at this level.
1: Borenwood at the weekend, it was a, a tough trip uh, down south earlier in the season. <laughs> what do we know about this, this weekend's uh, visitors? They're,
2: they're a good footballing side, I mean I think over the last 10 games they're unbeaten. Uh, they're not the, the best performing team over those 10 games, I think Barnett and Sutton have probably got more wins. Um, so they're a very, very competitive side. Um, the they, they, they play a very unusual shape, um, you know, a very 3 4 3 with three very loose attackers. That's what they seem to have settled into. Three centre backs, two wing backs, two holders, and three players. Manga is a, a real fret of front, one of the top goal scorers in the division. Ably supported by two other players, um, like the likes of Tyrone Marshall. They've got goals in that front three. Um, they've got a clean sheet and competitive edge with the rest of the team. Uh, they've got both sides of it. They can play football and they can open up the thing, but they've also got enough physicality about the team to be able to come competitive if the game gets a bit more physical or set play side of it. Very, very tough opponents. Um, perhaps, um, you know, having listened to the interviews and, uh, and look, the, f- the videos and the change of personnel, they, they perhaps like some sides have had a, one or two players that have been suspended. One or two players have got injured. One or two players have suffered st- suffering from fatigue. So they may become a little bit disjointed. Um, but, um, Extremely competitive side. I think we're far, We're they haven't changed an awful lot from the time we played them, but I think we have. I mean, we went down there and there's, everything that could go wrong went wrong. You know, not having Ben Hinchcliffe for work again, yeah, being one of our part-time players, and then Ash Palmer going there and there, we were thinking him fit, and then he wasn't fit in the warm-up and he was reshuffling on ten minutes before kick-off, and everything that could possibly go wrong went wrong. It was one of Festus Ahvers' first game, and what a deep end he was thrown in. So. A very, very difficult day for us and um, they were well beat us that day as did several teams during that period when we were at our lowest ebb. but um, the guys have recovered brilliantly over the the course of October got stronger and stronger in November been one of the most exciting teams in the division in December so we just hope that we can continue that one in January
1: You've almost taken the question out of my mouth there but our Stockport County (laughs) seems a bit silly asking after your answer but I think they are in a stronger place now. County are a stronger team now than they were back then. W- w- would that be a fair assessment, even personnel-wise? Players like Tom Walker, Davanti Rodney being available for selection, Tyler Garrett, etc. They're they're available now. Are County stronger than they were when they when they played away? Oh,
2: of, of course. I mean, it wasn't just the fact that we rolled into the season thin in a few areas, um, and then when you have a couple of injuries, um, absentees for worker. Uh, I mean, if, if you know if you look back to that. Last year's um, national north team of the year had um, Ben Hinchcliffe in it, and had Palmer in it, Sam Walker was our players' player of the year. These were stalwarts of that that league and our team. And then to have all of them missing at the same time was obviously going to cause a bit of a problem to the spine of our team. Um, we've we were obviously. Um, had a few young players trying to fill holes for senior players that left. And, you know, uh, to be fair, to Festus he's matured into that role. Uh, other players have come stronger. I think every individual player is in a far better position now than they were then. And then when you supplement them with Tyler and, you know, Joel Leasley and t- Tom Walker and Devante, you've got a really strong squad. And um, uh, just like I said, we're in a far, far different so I mean, the, the results don't lie. I mean, that period um, was our... A, a worse month. I mean, when you can consider the incredible year we've had, if you took September out, would be a, an amazing, <laughs> un- unbelievable 11 months. But um, no, we. we but we, we we learned a lot of lessons from that period about um, not leaving yourself too short, not being too weak, um, appreciating that occasionally you will have some thunderbolts that affect you and don't allow you to be at your best. Um, and what we need to do is make sure that. When we do have those bits and pieces go wrong or the the momentum stops, just we know that we've got enough confidence ourselves to to be able to turn it around and rebuild it again. And um like I said, uh, as a as a team club and and a group of individuals, we're in a far better place. And um the determination, the energy, and the confidence is is at its highest uh, stage at this this stage of the season. And so hopefully we can we can show that on Saturday because it you know it's a massive game there. With their form, they'd be right on the, the back of our heels trying to get our spot. Um, there's about four or five teams that we're going to play over the next couple of months. We'll all be wanting where we are. And uh, so we have to make sure that we show them that we're just uh, a, a cut above them and make sure we stay above
1: them in the league. And just finally, Jim, physically, uh, there's a lot of games in. In not a lot of time, how are the how are the council lads doing? How are the players doing?
2: No, no, we we should be in um, a good position. We are we are mindful that some players have played all three games, um, some have played the last two, um, you know, Sam and Tyler would have been very disappointed not to be included, um, but again, so they'll be fresh, um, devante will be fresh, um, and we just talked the other players of between the minutes they've played and and what they've got out of this that they're in, not only in. Um, Good, good fitness, uh, but also uh, relatively good freshness um, because it's um, a little bit... I mean, I know Thursday to Saturday was one of our most difficult turnarounds. That's why the final game was so impressive in terms of the energy we showed in that game. Uh, but the other games, although there's a little bit more rest, sometimes you're getting a little bit jaded, a little bit uh, thing. things. So it, uh, I'm looking forward to tomorrow and seeing how we are physically, and mentally and emotionally. Um, but uh, like I said, it's um, no injuries. Uh, a 17-man squad going into that. Um, we know we've also got a few, a few things lined up should we lose one or two. So uh, we're in a very, very healthy place at the moment. So uh, just looking forward to the game now. Um, big problem I have is making which a which mm-hmm. few little changes that I make. But again, that will be determined by me uh, assessing everybody and then you know, as I always say, try to put out the best team to win the game and um, be as competitive as we can because if we can start the new year with a win against Boreham Wood, then, um, you know, it'll be just the start of an exciting year, hopefully, for us.
1: First game at Angelou Park this decade, Jim. It's a big one, as ever. We're right behind you.
0: Looking back at your Player of the Week, it's... We'll have to call him Player of the Christmas Season. Who's, <laughs> who's Across those three games... Who's been your player of the season? The
1: standout man has been Elliot Osborne, without a shadow of a doubt. You know, you score a hat trick, you look phenomenal, uh, you've got an engine that shows you can track back and you can move the ball around and you can do everything that we knew Elliot could already do. He is excelling at the moment. Elliot Osborne is head and shoulders, the man who is standing out every game. Now, I say that with no disrespect to the rest of the team. <laughs> players like Jordan Keane look absolutely formidable at the moment. Niall Bell has come on leaps and bounds. All of a sudden, that number nine shirt is his and he's absolutely nowhere near letting go of it. So, you know, there's, lo- there's a lot of players. To- you know, look at the lone players. Tom Walker, Devante Rodney. You know, Joel Easley, who has not had the the most productive of spells it would be fair to say it looked like he could have been man of the match uh, on New Year's Day against Halifax so uh, strong performances all around the team it's easy for me to say there's been strong performances around the team because we've climbed up the table that's usually what happens but um, you've got to say the star man at the top of the Christmas tree I promise no more Christmas puns until at least November now but it's got to be Elliot Osborne
0: well he would have been pretty close to being it even without the hat-trick but that, yeah. I, and I think Going into this, I'm pretty sure that you chose him as the one to watch, anyway.
1: No, oh, it sounds so, about right. I, I usually get it right. <laughs> yeah. but it, it, you know,
0: but you know, all joking aside, we knew that his he was coming to a peak, and he was just showing it. And and what a way to prove
1: that! Oh, he's, he's an absolute joy to watch. Um, uh, he doesn't have, and I say this in the nicest possible way. Players like Matty Warburton, players like uh, and uh, players like Gary Stopforth who have this uh, outbounding energy, almost like a Labrador stuck within a human's body. Um, they, they have this... Elliot is... Uh, Elliot doesn't have that. He, it almost sounds like a negative against him. He's a different kind of person. He's, he's a thoughtful person. He speaks to you more, uh, rather than Matty Warburton, who used to take the piss out of my shoes. Sorry, take the mick out of my shoes every time. Uh, he, saw him. He, he was that kind of player. Elliot is... And I think... I think that translates to his football. Uh, because you see the way Gary Stopford and Matty Warburton, uh, Danny Lloyd, they used to just bound around. And okay, they had talent in abundance. You know, It was, it, it was painfully obvious to see that they could take on whoever they wanted. They could strike from distance. Could, Elliot can do all that. But at the same time, he's got the thinking side of the game. He'll track back. He'll do a clever tackle when it's needed. He'll carve out that through ball where maybe Matty would have gone over the top or, or, or something like that. Um, I think. It, I think... He's becoming a wonderful player. And, I mean, it, again, it's easy for me to say, but I think under Jim Gannon, he's under the perfect manager for him because Jim is known for developing players and that is exactly what he's doing with Elliot.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Hats off to Elliot Osborne, the player of Christmas. Uh, now, Boreham Wood on Saturday. Boreham. Boo, Boreham Wood. Boreham Wood. The poorest team in the world of football. So poor they have to charge people
1: Well, to go and report on their matches. What a, Well, listen... Uh, I don't want to go overboard on them because I don't want them to have something against me if they get a result against us again, which we already have done once this season. Do they have a ridiculous media policy where you have to pay to get in? Yes. Do we judge their footballing ability on that? No. They are actually quite a well-run club when you take that odd little quirk aside. and It's not surprising, really, that they do struggle for fans because... They charge media to get in. So, you know, they're not going to be able to spread the word as far and wide as they might like. But we saw on the pitch earlier this season that they're a very effective unit. They've got two really good wide attackers um, that cause absolute havoc. Now, last time County played them, we weren't really blessed with fullbacks. You know, you might remember Ash Palmer coming off in the warm up. You might remember Dan Cowan being drafted in last-minute replacement, Ben Jackson coming off after a few, you know, in the first-half substitution, he was clearly upset by the fact that he'd come off for Sam Minahan. They caused terror down that wing, well, down both wings, Borenwood, last time out. This time, County have got Joel Easley and Tyler Garrett doing absolute wonders on the on the, on the left-hand side. They've got Dan Cowan and Sam Minahan on the right-hand side, We've also got, just in front of them, players like Tom Walker and Adam Thomas, who can do a job tracking back and running forward. So I expect it to be a very different kind of game. Um, Boreham Wood have since really improved their form. They're knocking on the door of the playoffs as well. They, they're they in a position that County have found themselves in so often over the last couple of seasons, really, chasing the pack, trying to get into those playoff places. So um, not to be taken lightly, but really, I say this touching wood, we should have too much for them. Touching Boreham would.
0: Touching. And, <laughs> and judging by what you said before, I'm going to say that Niall Bell is going to be your one to watch.
1: Yeah, he has to be. He has to be because um, we can't give Elliot all the praise. Uh, and Niall is, at the moment, I feel he's always inches away from scoring a hat full of goals. Um, and I, I just find that, with a striker who's now coming into confidence, who's got the strength, who's got the pace, who's got everything else, he was clearly just lacking confidence throughout the course of the season when he was going through barren runs. And we we said that time and time again in the podcast. If he can start taking these chances, that nine times out of ten, he's beginning anyway. He's opening the beat, you know, he's winning the ball back or doing whatever, giving it to Elliot, giving it to Tom Walker, bringing them into play. But then he's not quite getting the ball over the line to finish the move. If he can start doing that, then he'll he'll he'll... You know he'll be up there with um, top goal scorers, and uh, you know their ratio. I don't think he'll catch them now, but certainly for the second half of the season, he can be scoring at a similar level. He creates that much. He just got to work on his finishing, but that makes him the one to watch for me.
0: And so uh, as we enter twenty twenty, uh, as you said, exciting for Stockport County sitting pretty, really.
1: Any other business? Yes, actually. Oh, now you know us, Martin. was expecting that uh, podcast. For the fans, by the fans and all that. I'm actually going to give the fans a bit of a telling off now, which I'm sure won't be expected, if anything, quite the opposite. They travel in great numbers. We know that. They're, they're absolutely terrific in voice. We know that. They're a brilliant example to football fans up and down the country. I do, however, have a plea. A small for, gripe. A small gripe, a, a, a big plea. I think, A small it? gripe, big plea. For the county fans, I've noticed in the last couple of weeks... Let, let me let me start this story at the beginning. Back when back when I was in school, even, in, and in college, going back all these years, whenever I used to speak to people about county fans, uh, about Stockport County, one of the things that came up quite often was this huge catalogue of songs that we have in the locker. And we've got... Uh, Amazing, you know. The people you say we're breaking records, for having more songs than any other football team, which is fantastic. At the moment, the last two or three games, I've started hearing this when it, when when an opposing goalkeeper is taking a goal kick in front of the, the the county fans, I hear this and I can't say the words, but you know what I mean when they go when they try to put them off and they go, oh, "You're not very good." Ah, yeah, that yeah. one. Now that is something that when Chorley started doing that last season, we saw them doing it. I thought. Really? You're still doing this? still doing that in 2019. Okay. Uh, and then a couple of other, I think, maybe not Brackley, but a couple of other non-league clubs do it. And I, th- I look at it and I think, come on, guys, we are so much better than this. So my New Year's wish to the county fans, who have been terrific and I, I cannot find any other fault with, come on, lads, drop that, we're better than that.
0: Absolutely. Get the songs back. We want the songs
1: back. Oh, they've got some great songs. Yes. Let, let, you know, let's not take those away. Um, we want to hear more of them. Yeah, not uh, the... You're not very good. Ah. Unless
0: of the stuff from the 1990s. Yes. Well, you can listen to full match commentary of Stockport County hosting Boreham Wood on Saturday on Imagine 104.9 FM with Mr. John Kieran and Mr. Chris Ridgeway. Chris, thanks. Looking
1: forward to it. Thank, Thank you. you. Happy
0: New Year. Happy New Year to you.